Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back for episode two of the Boundless Adventures podcast. Just letting you know, really quick before we jump into the adventure, that there may be some audio issues in episodes two and three, because I thought in episodes two and three that my recording setup was working properly and that we were recording my cousin's voice over the internet, and it wasn't. But thankfully, she was recording, so uh, these first few episodes are going to be from her side of the internet, but unfortunately, for the first few episodes, until I grew a brain cell and had us play somewhere closer to the router, you're going to be able to hear that we didn't have the best connection, and there's going to be some parts where someone's voice will just cut out for a moment, but this doesn't persist for many episodes, and hopefully you'll stick around! Anyway, on with the adventure. Last time, on the Boundless Adventures Podcast... Well, hello there, traveler. Hello. What brings you to these parts here? Just passing through. You get the feeling you're being watched, Anna, or Clementine, from beyond the window across the street. Yeah, come look at this... this person. As you look, the person is now gone. You sleep soundly, but in the middle of the night, um, Duke hears a clatter. Anna, you are aroused by the knocking on the door. And as you open your eyes, you see in your room a figure. He tips his hat, and woof, he's gone. Along with all of your money. Well, that sounds like their their leader. His name's William Blazelton. He comes striding out of the trench, twirling, of course, the electric revolver that you were warned about. But instead of jumping, he gets knocked backwards from Buckshot. Yeah, he's down, and you don't see him getting back up. You're about to enter town, and both of you hear a, uh, a thundering and this creaking sound. They are two armored transports, and they come up to the town, and they turn right at the edge of town and just stop. And painted on the sides of these two armored transports, you can see the Confederate battle flag. And now, the story continues. So yeah, so let us begin then. Oh, okay. Well, we, we were going to put it in, but that's it. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that's okay. where we pick up. You guys um, are just outside of town, and these armored transports have just stopped um, their Confederate transports by the flags painted on their sides. So, so you're outside of town. You took cover behind a tree because you weren't sure what was coming, and these two giant armored transports are just outside of town. They're between you and town, and um, you can see the Confederate battle flag painted on their sides. Along with, you know, three slots for cannons on each side of these transports. But, you know, let's just glaze over that fact. <laughs> well, that's gonna kind of interfere with heading to town, I would imagine. Do you think there's another way we could get around them? It doesn't look like we want to mess with these guys. Yeah, they're not, they're not blocking the way to town, but I'm just letting you know, like, where they are position-wise. Well, we can kind of skirt around through the through the woods here and see if we can kind of scout out what they're up to on our way into town. Sounds like a plan. I don't think I want to talk to these guys and try to avoiding trying to. Oh, sorry. No, no. Avoiding that would probably be our best option. Yeah, not with those flags painted on there. I don't imagine they're any too friendly. I think we will decide to go into the woods around off the main path back into town okay so you can go around they're not inhibiting you um there isn't much of a force though you're actually technically in the desert right now um so trees are few and far between but um yeah going around there's no issue um you see the sides of the transports as you're going around they open up and forward um so that basically like it's kind of like a t shape now with the main body being the main part of the t and the sides are now like the front part. Um, Duke would probably know that these transports are designed to do that so that they can kind of set up as like like a quickly collapsible, almost like a mobile mini fortress outpost kind of thing. That way they can just move the cannons up with the walls and what do you know, now it's a walled fortification facing forward. Um, but they don't bother to move the cannons, they just open up and you can see some, some troops just kind of idle out. They're not necessarily, they're not setting up with a will they're just kind of meandering around and um duke can give me a intelligence roll 
three. Is that plus your intelligence? Oh, intelligence plus that's uh, five. Okay, so that's eight altogether. Okay. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. That's two. I mean, the three and the two made five. My oh. intelligence is two. Rolled a three. Oh, okay, so, so that's five. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you don't uh, recall anything particular about this. Um, but yeah, you're able to make it into town, and you can see um, some officers. It looks like have uh, gone into the nearest general store. Well, pretty much everyone else just kind of hangs around. Well, I hope nobody recognizes me from uh, the past here, seeing as I kind of fought on the other side. I don't see anybody that looks familiar, oh, but I figured these. I figured these contraptions would be full of troops. That's what they usually do. They can't be up to any good coming into town with that many soldiers unless they're just looking for supplies or something. I don't know. Well, maybe we should report back to the sheriff and see if he knows what's going on. Yeah, that sounds good. I guess us two against all them would, wouldn't be pretty, that's for sure. We will head well, let's, let's head on back there and see what we can see with the old sheriff. As you're going through town, there's more of a hubbub as people seem to be noticing and being concerned with the uh, arrival of Confederate troops. You actually come across the marshal as he's coming to see what's going on. And um, he goes, Oh, Duke, you're both back. I assume you were successful in your uh, exploits. Yeah, we were just heading back into town to talk to you and uh, let you know the the other guys are not going to be a problem anymore. We'll put it that way. But uh, in town, we uh, ran into two big transports full of Confederate troops and uh, have no idea what they're up to. We were going to see if you had any information. Is that what that racket was? I was coming to see where all this hubbub was. I heard people talking about soldiers. Yeah, we didn't feel like confronting two carriers full of troops by ourselves, not knowing what their intentions are. Two full carriers? Yeah, far as I can tell. Well, I'm gonna be honest, I'm at a bit of a loss of what to do about this. I'm gonna, I guess I'm just gonna have to see what they're here for. Be careful, Marshall. Alrighty. Sorry, what was that, Anna? Be careful, Marshall. Do you want us to ride with you, or do you think we'd be more of a, of a threat riding in and in force like that? Honestly, I think the only threat right now is the Confederates. I mean, if they have a full force, I mean, three people aren't going to be much of a threat to them. Well, we can ride with you just to see what's going on. All right, much obliged. And um, as you arrive at the edge of town where um, the Confederates are, there are a couple officers talking to um, the owner of the general store nearby. And... Um, the, uh, the owner has stopped them outside. He's not letting them in the store, and they're not necessarily arguing, but they are conversing very tensely. You see one particular officer. He has a uh, gray hat instead of the typical helmet that all the others are wearing, and um, he has an eye patch over the left eye, and he's got a cigar in his mouth. He's got black hair with bits of gray on the sides. He's got a thin kind of handlebar mustache. And he comes up to uh, the marshal, and he goes, Well, howdy there, marshal. I do appreciate you allowing us to stop by your wonderful town. The marshal says, Now, what do you think you Confederate boys are doing in this part of town? This isn't even your territory. I recommend you all just turn around and head back. Well, now, marshal, that isn't very uh, hospitable of you. I have never known one in the north or the south to turn away a bunch of hungry lost boys that are simply trying to find their way back. By the way, feel free at any time to interject if you guys have anything to say. Um, it, you don't have to. Just don't feel like you have to sit there in silence. Well, it seems mighty odd that you would get lost that badly there, uh, mister. Well, these are crazy times after all, sir. Well, you're in town now, so, so I suppose you know where you are now. We are very much close to correcting our trajectory, sir, and getting ourselves back home. But if you all would mind uh, obliging our troops and perhaps letting us stay in town and purchase some supplies, we would be ever in your debts. Well, where do you call home there, mister? I personally hail from South Virginia myself, but my troops come from all across the areas of the South. 
Well, yeah, you're kind of kind of lost there, sir. But uh, we'd be happy to have you get your supplies and head back on the road. Well, as I said, it would be much obliged. Now, if you could kindly speak to this general store owner and have him perhaps cooperate with our troops. And you can see that the general store owner is now kind of trying to wave down the marshal. And Marsh goes, well, all right, if this will calm down the situation and get y'all out of here sooner. And he walks off to go talk to the general store owner. And um, this uh, main officer does tip his hat and takes his leave. Well, Duke, do you really think they're just here for supplies? Well, it's hard to say. His story sounds believable, but it's kind of hard to believe they'd be that lost, especially two, two troop carriers like that. It's just a little little suspicious, to say the least. Maybe we should try to keep our eye on them, just in case. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. We're kind of outnumbered. I don't know what we could do if they decide to get all rowdy on us, but I'd feel awful bad leaving the marshal all by himself. Me too. So what do y'all do? Are you going to spend just the day in town trying to keep an eye out on the Confederates? Yeah, we can head over here to the saloon and see if we can get us a, a mug of sarsaparilla. I never did get my sarsaparilla back in town. I'd like to wet my whistle at least before we move on. So is that what y'all do? Sure. Yeah, let's head on over. That's okay with you. Sounds good to me. All righty. Okay, so you head to the saloon, and sure enough, there's Curly, as you called him before, behind the <laughs> the counter. Uh, and he sees you coming, and he goes, Oh, Duke, you're back! Hey there, Curly. We thought we'd stop in for a nice, tall mug of sarsaparilla. You fellas hear all that clatter outside of town? Yeah, we followed him on in, and we uh, ran into the marshal, and came back with him to, to town to see what's going on, and confronted one, one of the the leaders out there out of one of the troop carriers, and we thought we'd kind of mosey on over here to the saloon to stay a while and see what they're up to and make sure the boys don't start getting all rowdy on us. Not a whole lot we can do. We're kind of outnumbered. And as you say that, in through the doors comes four Confederate troops, one of which appears to be a low-ranking officer, and he is a very, very tall guy. He's actually... Let me see his description. He's eight feet tall. He's a very big man. Well, I'm surprised he didn't bump his head on that doorway coming in. And they uh, come up to the bar, and um, the big guy just lays his arm on the counter with a heavy thud. And he goes, how about some service around here? And Curly does reluctantly go over and goes, what are you boys having? And they request the most basic of alcohols, and he obliges. Feel free to give me an intelligence roll, um, Duke, and you can actually have advantage on this. 17 plus, what was my intelligence thing? I lost it. Oh, two, so not 19. Okay. I did give you advantage, but that's enough um, just right there. You don't have to roll again. Um, you notice that their insignias on their uniforms, although the Confederate Army normally have, like, any one standard uniform, really, um, these guys do have insignias of different divisions uh they're like from different parts of different armies one looks like an armored division one looks like standard infantry different stuff they're a mix match well it'll be interesting to see where these boys are heading what they're up to hopefully they're just getting supplies on their way to somewhere else but it is awful strange that they're this far into town um, claiming to be lost i find that hard to believe I'm not sure I buy their story either. Yeah, it's a, a little fishy. But I'm going to keep sipping my sarsaparilla here and try to make sure they maintain. After a while, they uh, do end up stumbling out of the saloon. They don't cause any any more trouble than a standard uh, drunk person would. And, um, yeah, so what, what do you all do? Do you want to do anything else throughout the day besides try to keep an eye on them? Well, we could go back outside and just kind of see what they're up to and make sure that they're getting their belongings and heading on out of town. I think they should have gotten all their supplies by now. Maybe we should go make sure that they are leaving. Yeah, see if we can meet up with the sheriff again and make sure that they head on out of town. 
as you go outside and start heading back, you can see that uh, there are troops bringing supplies from the general store and a few other shops um, towards the transports, vice versa, kind of on like a little bit of supply chain. Um, you also notice that there are a few mechanical ones. Um, Duke would know them as Sim Troopers, which stands for Standard Infantry Mech, and um, they can just follow basic orders. And uh, yeah, they're supplying their transports. You can see the marshal kind of trying to reassure a crowd of onlookers that they're not here to cause trouble. And yeah, that's about the gist of what you see. Well, at least they seem to be paying for their their supplies, not looting the town. At least that's a good thing. There's not much anybody could do if they decided just to take everything, especially being heavily armed like that. Is there anything else you guys want to do? Nope. <laughs> you just want to keep an eye on them throughout the day? <laughs> I have another quick question. I will remind you that neither of you... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, I know you told me this before, but I forgot already. It's like, how do I heal my wounds from last time? Do I just wait? Or... You can do that um, at the start of each day. You can make some healing rolls, or you can use magic, or you can use a uh, healing elixir. But it's not a new day yet or anything? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. I just you to... rode into town... Yeah, you rode into town close to the end of the day. Okay. Uh, and actually, Sorry, there were yeah. some notes. Yeah. It's, it's fine. There were some notes that I wrote in all caps before next session, a bunch of reminder stuff. Um, That's something I need to do. That's not an emergency. That's really that, that. Okay, yeah, okay. Nothing urgent. Um, So, yeah. Um, Are you guys going to find, like, a hotel to stay in or something? Well, I suppose we could maybe find a hotel here and kind of help keep an eye on things for the marshal. I'm sure he has things to do. We can kind of keep an eye out on these boys and make sure they're not up to any mischief. Well, as long as these guys don't steal my stuff like the other guy did, I'll be okay. Yeah, they'll give us some time to kind of heal up from our injuries a little bit. Well, let's head over this hotel and see if they have any rooms available. Do you go to the same hotel you spent last time, or do you go to a different hotel? Yes, well, service wasn't very good the last one. I didn't have any lights anywhere at night. We did get robbed. Maybe we can try that other one across the street, see if it's any better. Sounds like a good okay. idea. So you show up, and um, the uh, innkeeper greets you and everything. It's going to be another $3 if you're going to... Three dollars per room if you're gonna spend the night. Right over three dollars. Okay. And um, yeah, the night passes. No a real event wakes you up or anything. And now you get to do your healing rolls because it is morning, and I have to look up how the healing rolls work because I wrote them down and don't remember them. Da -da -da -da, healing. Okay, so you can roll 1d6. That's just the normal six-sided die for each body part that is wounded. So that's like your right arm, left arm, head, torso, different stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say what happens based on results you give. Because otherwise it'll be a lot of reading and none of us will remember it. So, sorry, explain that again. So let's say I have a, I have a major wound on the torso. What do I do? Just roll the six-sided die? Yeah, you roll the six excited die and let me know what you get for what body part okay oh i got a one for the torso <laughs> okay really quick also you do have bandages and antiseptic would you like to apply any of that uh yeah <laughs> it's the antiseptic okay. like one time use or is there multiple uses? um it's three uses well then sure i'll use both okay so you use a bandage and your antiseptic so that means it technically counts as a two Okay, so for the torso, you're now down to four minor wounds. It's no longer a major wound. But I believe you are still crippled. Okay. And then my left leg is has a major wound, too. And I guess I'll use a bandage and a septic again. Okay. And I rolled the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, same story. You're down to four minor wounds instead of a major wound. And I, and I believe you're still crippled. No, it doesn't say, and I'm pretty sure I touched on this before. Well, you know, it's not a major wound. I'll say you're not crippled in any of your... Okay. On any of your body parts anymore. Cool. 
So you no longer have any major wounds, you're not crippled, um, which is actually pretty good. So uh, what should I do for the total wound tracker? Because I had two before, just because I had the major, two majors. Do I just still do eight for... No, the total only counts the major wounds, so you're technically okay. at zero. Okay, cool. And um, do you have any wounds, Dad, that you need to heal? Three minor wounds. Okay, you can heal for your torso. Also, you do have bandages and an antiseptic if you want to use it. Okay. Six. Oh. Wow. A six. Um, you are fully healed. Your minor wounds are gone. I'm going to erase that. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are healed up, and you wake up in the morning. And as you uh, leave the hotel, you can see that um, the soldiers are straggling back to their transports. The marshal is off to the side, arms crossed, just watching them. And yeah, it looks like they're packing up. Well, I'm glad it looks like they're moving out and didn't get all rowdy last night. wonder where they all stayed. It was quiet here in the hotel all night. Let's go check in. Where Marshall must have had a long night. Well, hey, Marshall, what did you do all night? Stay out here and watch these rapscallions? Well, for most of the night, I did have to turn in eventually. I'm just glad they're finally leaving. Well, it's still kind of... This whole thing is kind of suspicious. Yeah, they, uh... They seem to be minding their P's and Q's okay. But it's just kind of... It's just something fishy about the whole thing. Have you noticed how many are on their transports? I counted about 50 altogether. But that only seems to be about half of what their transports can carry. Yeah, I haven't seen too many here in town. Just enough to get supplies. I think a lot more staying back with the transports. But something's up getting as much supplies as they're getting. I don't buy the story about being lost. Yeah, it seems almost like they're planning on being lost longer. It's like they're heading out somewhere. Yeah, let's hope they just keep moving. Well, they're climbing on in now. Looks like their transports are closing back up. And sure enough, they are. They have all clambered in. Um, you can see inside a lot of the seats are empty. As uh, the marshal mentioned, it looks like only about half the seats are full. And um, But that's what you see before the doors swing back closed and... You hear the engines are slowly whirring back to life. Well, I wonder if they had men injured or killed, or if they just had that many men to start out with. It's kind of strange. I don't know, and I didn't bother to ask. Yeah, it's kind of strange to have transports that big and not have that many people inside. It's kind of, kind of strange. And with a squeaking and a clanking, the transports begin to move, and you see them heading north. Well, I don't think they're... They're lost, unless they're really lost. I don't know why they'd be heading north. They should be heading east, going back to back to the south there somewhere. Yeah, it is a little suspicious. You think they'd head back in the direction they came into town from? Yeah, I'm not too inclined to follow them. There's not much we can do against that many men and that much gunpower. Let's see, if they keep following that road, that's going to take them northeast. They're going to head over at... Uh... Let's take them over to the town of Elvira. I think I should probably send a telegraph over and let the marshal there know what's coming. Well, I happen to know a couple people in there. The marshal and his deputy, the good guys. Not the brightest in the world, but, but they're okay. Should we also head over that way? Well, that's up to you. You can come if you want. I ain't gonna stop you. Well, we hate to leave you all by yourself in case those guys get all rowdy. I... I know we're not much, but three's better than one. Yeah, so the marshal heads off to the telegraph office. Uh, do you guys follow, or do you just let him go his way? Uh, oh, we'll, we'll wait outside the office, and then we can head on over and see where we're going to. Okay. Can I ask a quick question? So you went outside as... Yes? Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, go ahead. Okay, so when we... Last time, when we defeated the, the, the guy, I forgot his name already. Um, William Blazelton. Yes. What a name, what a name. Um, <laughs> so were, we, did, were we supposed to get a reward for that? Oh, yeah, you were. Okay. Let's see, that was, I think together you get um, probably $1,250 based off of uh, what their bounties would be for the three uh, regular bandits and for Blazelton himself. That's total for... 
Yeah, that's to split between you two. Okay. Well, I mean, like, should should I like, or should we ask the marshal before we leave for our reward? Like, maybe he just forgot about it. Or oh, yeah, just... you can go ahead and ask him. Okay. Uh, right now, he's in the telegraph office, and you can see uh, through the window he's talking with the uh, the head guy there, and um, the guy behind the counter looks kind of flustered. He's like gesturing, like very frustratedly at his uh, equipment and everything. Seems like something isn't quite okay with his equipment. And um, unless you guys go in to see what's going on, the marshal is going to come back out. Well, we're going to have to ask the marshal about that reward. I don't want to sound like a little mercenary here, but we were promised a pretty hefty reward. We took care of those bandits. We'll have to ask him when he comes out of the office. Yeah, so he does come out and... He tips his hat, hat back a bit and he's just kind of rubbing his forehead, kind of wipes wipes away some sweat. It seems he's stressed out about something. Is everything all right there, Marshal? We're seeing the telegraph lines are down. Hopefully it's not sabotage. Could be a good marauding gang of natives. They sometimes cut the wires, but I don't know. This whole day just stings of suspicion. First those Confederates show up, and now we can't get any messages out. It's going to be weeks before we can get these back up. Yeah, sounds like a little more than coincidence to me, Marshal. Oh. Having these guys showing up here and now the telegraph lines are cut. I don't think it's any coincidence. Well, tell you what, we probably probably best be following them on into, into the next town, see where they're going, make sure they're not causing any trouble. I'd be much obliged if he could do that. Well, speaking of obliged, I owe you a reward, don't I? Yeah, we were going to ask you about that, Marshal. We didn't want to inconvenience you. We could pick it up on our way back through town on the way back, but... Oh, it's not all. There's a supply in the Marshal's office for for uh, those that take care of these bounties. They'll be right back. And he starts uh, making his way towards the Marshal's office. Well, that's going to come in right handy, get some supplies, and can always use me another mug of sarsaparilla. We'll just split it right down the middle since we're... Both there taking, taking blows from these bandits there. Okay, so after a while he does come back and he gives you your reward. You can both add six hundred twenty-five dollars to your total. Hang on, that's math. <laughs> I mean, I didn't use a calculator to work out what half of that would be to tell you. I wouldn't have done something like that. No, no, of course not. We gotta make sure these guys don't find out about this reward money. Next thing you know, we having them rob us, and there's not a whole lot we could do against that many men and weapons. I'll have to keep this stashed away here. Stash it on old Bessie. I have all kinds of hiding places in my bags that old Bessie carries for me all the time. Yeah, as he's uh, handing out your cash to you, the marshal goes, I hate to ask further of you, but I just know something's up, and that town of Elvira doesn't know what's coming to him. If you could perhaps ride ahead and warn him, I'm sure we and they would both be in your debts. Yeah, I know a, a quicker way into town other than what they're taking. They're taking the, the main road, which is a lot smoother. But I know a, a pretty pretty good shortcut that'll take a lot of time off. We can get there and let them know that these troops are coming. Maybe nothing, but I'd rather at least have them be ready just in case. Sounds like a plan to me. As long as you'll let me f come with you. All right. Well, if you follow me, I know a know a pretty good little shortcut. It's real treacherous in a couple spots, but saves a lot of time. Old Bessie and I have been out that way a lot of times, heading out to Elvira. Or you can always take the train, but you know, the, the marshals had a lot of problems with that in the past. So it's probably better we just take our, our back road in. Well, come on, old Bessie. Let's... Let's hit the trail. Okay, so I assume you two head out of town on your back roads trail? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, you're taking a slightly northwester route. You're going to kind of curve around a bit. Um, and I'm just going to do a roll for no reason. Don't worry about what I'm rolling about. And let me see. How far away is that, actually? Okay, so it is going to be probably... A little over a full day's travel. Uh, so yeah, you're traveling through the Chihuahuan Desert of New Mexico, and um, 
yeah, carrying on at a steady pace. Do you all do anything whilst riding? Boy, you gotta be careful of those chihuahuas. They can be fierce. <laughs> Feel free for uh, both of you to give me a perception roll. I got a 14 total. 8 and 3, 11. Okay. Neither of you um, notice until you practically pawn it, and all of a sudden there's a of a rattlesnake rattle. And you guys have just about driven your horses right into a rattlesnake. That's just coiled up right in front of the ground there. Oh, Bessie never has like those snakes. Mountain lions either, for that matter. Although she did stomp a mountain lion one time, she doesn't like those snakes. Well, I'll tell you what, let me, uh... It is coiled and ready to strike. Well, normally I'd, I'd get it up the road gentle-like with a stick and make sure it stays out of, out of the way, but kind of in a hurry and this thing doesn't look any too friendly so if I can shoot it just right that might give us a little something to snack on out on the road. Rattlesnake jerky sure is good. Are you gonna take a shot at it then? Yeah I'll take a take a shot there with my old shotgun and try to not do too much damage. Leave something to eat. That'll be a dexterity roll. Seven and three ten. You just miss it as it tries to strike at a Bessie. And in fact, don't mind me rolling. Just don't worry about it at all. Everything's fine. This is fine. <laughs> it strikes out at Bessie's legs and she happens to just step back really fast just in time to avoid getting bitten. Well, I told you she didn't like those snakes. Let me take a pop at this thing again. I don't want to bite an old Bessie. It'll be a long walk into town if it does. Okay, that'll be another dexterity roll. 17 and 320. You do blast it, and it rattles no more. Well, I'll throw it in this sack here. I'll try to make some jerky out of this thing once we get somewhere where I can set up camp and skin it and prep it. Nothing like some rattlesnake jerky to keep you going on the road. Can't say I've ever okay, had so rattlesnake you've traveled... jerky. Yeah, it's mighty tasty if you do it right. You've traveled about a third of the day away and you come across a river that needs crossed. Not too much of a problem. You can probably get across it without much difficulty. Um, but it is a source of fresh water. Uh, you can stop here if you want to, but I probably wouldn't advise, you know, like spending the night here. You can still get a good deal more travel in. Yeah, we can stop for a minute and water the animals real quick. I know old Bessie here is awful thirsty by now. Yes, let's take a short break. So you guys... um. You take a, a, a rest, and it's restful. Do you want to do anything before carrying on? Well, got our canteens all filled up, and I think Bessie's had as much as she wants to drink for now. Let's carry on. All righty. If you want to follow Bessie and me, we're getting close to town now. Actually, you're approaching halfway. We're getting approaching halfway. <laughs> Um, so carrying on, it's relatively uneventful. Um, there's another river you can stop at and have a break at before carrying on if you want to. By the time you reach it, it's uh, it's the afternoon, probably around 3 p.m. Yeah, let's give the animals another quick drink here, and then we'll we'll press on. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm just gonna do another inconspicuous roll because of reasons. Oh boy. Um, I mean, oh, uh, numbers. Um, you know what, yeah, I, I can't not throw this at you. So, um, feel free, both of you, to give me a perception roll. I got a 18. Oh, I'd be happy to if I could find my die. Oh, did you drop it? Uh, yeah. Oh, here it is. You, you didn't get an 18 by dropping it. <laughs> do you want to stick with that or re-roll? No, I'll do it fair and square here. I got a big three. <laughs> And a dexterity set? Yeah, uh, no, perception. Perception, perception, uh, oh, whopping six. Okay, and what did you get, Anna? Um, 18 total. Okay, you you both notice the uh, grizzly bear cub and its mom about 15 feet away from you. What in the world? Oh, yes, the mother is up on her hind legs letting you know she is ticked. 
What is a grizzly bear doing out here? Yeah, let's uh, let's get going there, Bussy. Okay, for this encounter, I'm gonna have y'all roll initiative. So each of you give me a yeah yeah I can English. Each of you give me an agility roll. Oh, I got a four total. Eighteen, eighteen altogether. Okay, and you said you got a four, Anna. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so it is Duke's turn. What do you do? Mama. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't have a whole lot of chance of outrunning a grizzly bear. I haven't ever seen one out in this neck of the woods before, but why not? I mean, we're seeing Confederates out here. Why not? Well, fun fact, the Chihuahuan Desert before the 1900s, in fact, it may have been a little after the 1900s, um, it was the only place you could find grizzly bears, wolves, and jaguars in the same area. Hmm. Lovely. Yo, Bessie and I have never seen them out here before. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to shoot a bear, leave its cub orphan, but I can't have anything happen to old Bessie here, and I don't have a chance of outrunning a grizzly. Not on old Bessie. She slows molasses in January. If she charges, I'm going to have to have to shoot. I don't have any choice. So is he charging or what? Uh, not yet. It's your turn. We're working in a initiative in a turn order. Ah. You can, uh, you don't have to just attack or run. You can do pretty much anything. You can think if you want to try to scare her off or a- anything really. Well, you don't have any explosives on you, do you? I do not. Sorry, what was that, Anna? <laughs> you cut out. Oh, I said I do not. That's too bad. I think if we can make enough noise, we could try to scare her off, but she's going to be hard to scare off with her her cub right with her. Yeah, she had me a little stick of dynamite or something and scare her off. Don't forget, you both do have the thinking outside the box perk, so you can go ahead and ask me for a a helpful idea once an hour. Can I ask a quick question? Well, mister, you have any any helpful ideas there, mister? I do. Also, Anna, what was that? I was asking if I could ask a quick question again. I don't know if it counts. Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, grizzly oh, it, bears are... Basically, the way the per... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just... I was asking... Grizzly bears are the brown bears, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm trying to remember... Like, yeah, if, um, I don't know. I was thinking if... if like, like that, that silly saying, like, if it's a black bear... Or I can't even remember how it goes now. If it's, oh, it's like if it's brown, lay down. If it's black, attack back. Or something like that. So would laying down be a good option? This kind of goes with part of me asking you for a helpful idea. I guess. Okay. Um, you know what? Um, I don't know if that applies to grizzly bears, though. I might be able to tell you in just a few moments. Okay. If the internet will behave. In just a few moments, <laughs> any moment now, just a little while, just a few moments, few moments, I'm switching to LTE in a few moments. Yes, playing dead is the recommended action if you come across grizzlies, not attacking them. Okay. Well, the only problem is they'd still go after Bestie and your horse, so we might be okay, but we'll... We could each be out of a ride. You could see if you can get them to play dead. They might be trained enough by you guys if they're familiar with you and you've had them long enough. I mean, considering you have your mule named Bessie, I'm assuming that's the case with you, Dad. I don't know about Clementine. It's up to her. Yeah, Clementine's been known to to lie down at, at times when we get in a firefight so she doesn't get hit so easy, but... You, you mean Bessie? what I say. You said Clementine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got her trained, too. <laughs> when I say jump, she jumps. You you should see her jump. But, oh, yeah, Bessie, if we get in a firefight, sometimes I can get her to lie down and keep her keep her protected a little bit. Okay. But so... She might be awful nervous around this, this bear, though. So if you want, you can try to command her to lay down. It's going to be a speech roll, even though you're not verbally talking to her. Unless it, it is a verbal command, but Either way, speech roll is more about communication than just what comes out of your mouth. Well, let me see if I can get her to lie down here. Okay. So give me a speech roll. Eight. Plus your speech. One. Nine. <laughs> Bessie takes a couple step backs and goes, 
Well, she always has always had been a kind of a stubborn mule. That was one of your two actions. Well, not just any. Yeah, I didn't think she'd want to lie down with a bear around. You can try again if you want, or you can try something else. Well, let me try one more time to get her to lie down. See what she does. What was it? Perception? Or it's a speech. A speech. 20 and 1. 21. Oh, you rolled a 20? Yeah. She immediately lies down. She uh, kind of buckles her knees and does like a quick sit down and then flops over. Not crushing your leg, thankfully. Well, hopefully she'll stay lying down and not be spooked by that bear if she comes by us. And now it is the bear to bear to bear. Wow. Now it is the bear to bear to bear 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 bear. Now it is the bear's turn. And let me see this. Okay, so I don't got to worry about that. Thank you for this food that I'm about to receive. <laughs> and she comes down back on all fours and leans forward towards Clem's horse and lets out a big terrifying roar. Okay, it's not so terrifying. And uh, yeah, your horse does not spook Anna. It is now Clem's turn. All right. Well, I think I'm going to want to do the same. I want to try to lay down and play dead so don't eat. Okay. So are you trying to get get your horse to lay down? Uh, sure. Okay, that'll be a speech roll to successfully get it to lay down. Okay, I have eight total. Yes, unfortunately the horse does not get the memo. It just kind of takes a few steps away from the bear. You have one more action, Anna. Um, well, I'll try to be a little bit selfish and just make myself lay- or can I just make myself lay down? Does that count as an action, or can I try again with my horse? Um, you can do either one. Okay, well, I'll lay down myself. Okay, so you lay down leaving your horse, and um, that's your other action. It is back to Duke. Is there anything you want to do this turn? If not, you can hold an action and um, interject at any point um, for the rest of the round. Well, I can try lying down too and hope we don't get mauled by this bear. You are already on the ground from when uh, Bessie lit, uh, laid down. Oh. She flopped over on her side, but did not crush your leg. Well, we can just wait and hope she doesn't maul us. Okay, so you want to hold on to an action? Yeah. Okay. During the rest of the turn until it's back to your turn again, you have one action you can interject at any point. Um, Anna, why don't you make me a speech roll again? I really should have written this stuff down so I don't have to keep going back and forth on this list. It's an eight again. All together? Yeah. Okay. The bear comes over and begins sniffing you, Anna, and she roars really loud into your ear. It seems like she's not buying playing dead trick. Uh-oh. And, um, why don't, well, no, that would have been both actions. One to get to you, one to investigate. So it is back to your turn, Anna. Mm-hmm. Well... As long as she doesn't attack me, I think I'll still try to play dead still. You're just gonna keep laying there? Yeah. Oh, can I... Okay. Um, to, can I, like, try to shoo my horse away so she doesn't get attacked? Or he... Yeah, know. you can try. That's another That's another, another speech roll. Okay, hang on a second. I lost my dice. How dare you. Okay. Speech roll? Yes. Oh my goodness, I rolled a three, so a five total. I ain't rolling too good. <laughs> Your horse is just looking a little freaked out. And you do have one more action remaining. Okay, I'll try again. <laughs> okay. Another speech roll. I got 18 total this time. Okay, yeah. She finally uh, snaps out of it and sees what you're trying to do. And she does uh, do like Bessie and does a quick sit down and then flops onto her side. And it is now Duke's turn. Okay. Well... I do just lie here and hope I don't get killed. That's up to you. Uh, you do also have the thinking outside the box perk. You can ask me for a helpful idea once an hour. Um, I'm going to say neither of you have done that, even though you've asked questions and you haven't been like, give me an idea. Okay. Well, let's see what the bear does, I guess. Okay. So are you going to hold on to an action? I guess. Okay. Bear's turn. Um... It raises its jaws and it's going to try to snap at Clementine. Um, would you like to try to dodge the attack, Anna? Uh, yeah, I think so. 
Okay, normal dodge will be uh, using your agility or or uh, if you want to do something else, let me know. But standard dodge is an, a, a, is an agility roll. Oh dear, I got a four total. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> bite attack is piercing six. Uh, you're wearing a hooded coat over leather armor. Leather armor has no piercing protection, and a hooded coat has no piercing protection. Lovely. Okay, so your torso leaves a major wound and is crippled again. I'm sorry. Oh dear. And, um, yeah, it is now your turn, Anna. Okay. Give me, give me a helpful idea. <laughs> a helpful idea. Okay. Um, let's see. So, playing dead isn't working right now, at least not for Clem. Um, you could try scaring the bear with gunshots. That's not a surefire thing that'll work, but, you know, it's a possibility. Um, if you can manage to scare away its cub, it um, might follow it. Um, or you could just try shooting it. You could try running. Um, there's no guarantee that you can't outrun the bear. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got. Well, I guess I'll try to scare the, the cub. In hopes that it'll run away. Okay. And that the mom will follow. How are you gonna go about that? Mm. You can fire a pistol, throw something, uh, uh, fire your pistol, throw something. Can I? Can I throw the dead rattlesnake at it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll say it's an action to retrieve it because. Um, Duke did put it in his, uh, his yeah. mule's saddlebag. Alright, why not? Let's go for it. <laughs> okay, so since you're almost completely under the bear right now, I'm gonna say it's a agility roll to get away from it without trouble in order to retrieve the rattlesnake. Big money roll. Okay. Ooh, yeah, I got 18 plus 2 is 20. Okay. Yes, you do manage to just narrowly escape the swiping claws of the bear, and you're able to retrieve the rattlesnake. And then it's going to be another action to throw it. It'll be a dexterity roll. Okay. Oh man, I got a one. I rolled a one. <laughs> as you uh, as you pull your arm back to uh, to throw the snake, you just end up tossing it straight up in the air. Um, to be fair, though, the both bears do look at it. It's a very confusing moment for probably all of you. And now it is back to Duke's turn. You have seen the bear maul her torso, um, and you've seen her get away from the bear to throw a rattlesnake in the air. Well, let me let me fire a warning shot. See if we can scare off one or the one or the other of the bears. Okay, so you're just firing like in the air. Yeah. Okay, that'll be a speech roll to try to intimidate it. Thirteen and one fourteen. Yeah. So you. Uh, Lift up your shotgun and boom, you let out a loud ring shot. Um, both the bears were kind of momentarily distracted looking at the snake flying through the air. And um, the, the, mo the mother grizzly, um, you see her like get down on haunches more and take a step back. She's very clearly startled by this, but the cub just freaks out and starts running. Well, let me try shooting one more time, see if I can scare her off too. Okay, that's another speech roll. She's not smart enough to follow her cub four and speech speech one so five okay um yep nope she freaks she's she's following right after her cub and at this point i'm gonna say y'all are out of initiative well that was scary well that he's getting mauled by a bear any day so do you want to do anything before carrying on your journey towards elvira no just get old bessie up what about you anna um well, because I can't heal my my uh, big wound, I suppose. I don't think so. You can try healing it with magic, or you can try using your mending elixir. Uh, if I use magic, is that just like, or I don't know which one. I don't have any like points or anything. Would I just have to roll? Um, yeah, it would be an alteration roll, so it'd just be whatever comes up on the die. And it depends how much you want to heal, too. Um, a major wound is worth five minor wounds. Um, and the difficulty for healing is going to be ten plus two for every minor wound you want to heal. 
I guess I'll just wait. Okay. Um, so yeah, so you carry on your way, and um, despite the uh, interruptions, it uh, does look like you have beaten the Confederates to Elvira. You're just on the outside of town. Um, you can see it's on the edge of a where a kind of mountainy area begins. Um, you can see a bit of trees further up the hill, and um, the uh, the hill itself has like a big like a crack in it, and you can see a bridge with a railroad going over it. And um, looking southbound, you can see way off on the horizon, you can see a dust cloud, presumably the dust being kicked up by the Confederate transports coming this way. Well, looks like we, we beat them in a town. Let's see if we can hustle on into town there and let them know what's coming. I'm sure they have no clue what's coming. I'm sure their, their uh, communication's been knocked out too. Thanks to whoever that was. So, uh, where in town do you go? Are you looking for like a town hall kind of place, marshal's office? Yeah, let's head to the marshal's office first. I've, I've known him for some time and his knuckleheaded deputy. We'll head over there and let him know what's what's going on and see if they still have any ability to do telegraphs or not telegrams, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so you do come to the marshal's office, and um, you do see one Marshal Dillard um, with his feet. I was going to say with his feet on the desk, but that's how the last one was. You know what? It's a marshal thing. He has his feet up on his desk. He's sitting in a chair, and uh, um, he's kind of sharpening his knife. He goes, Howdy, welcome, y'all. What can I do for you? Well, Hardy Marshal, we uh, we just rode in from town there, and uh, we just came across our little shortcut, and... Uh, we ran into some Confederate troops on the way over here. We wanted to know if you knew anything about it. Confederates? This far north? We had two big transports. They're not full, but they have plenty of men with them. They're fully supplied. They bought a bunch of supplies in town, and, and they have lots and lots of weaponry on them. And they're heading right this way. All right, well, I'll see if I can round up some men and see if we can maybe deter them from coming this way. You're going to need quite a few if you can round up that many that quick, because they, they have quite a few men with them. Well, I'll have the deputy go around and see if he can find some people, and I'll head likewise towards the other end of town. We can probably gather a good maybe 20, 30 men. I suppose as though we're having a really at the at the saloon again. Yeah, that seems to be his routine. Yeah, I got that habit from him. I just had a Sasparilla in town myself. Yeah, how's Curly doing? Is his shop still doing good? Yeah, he's still doing okay. Still same old Curly, but he pours a, a good mug of sarsaparilla. All right, well, I best be off then. Thanks for the warning. Hopefully this won't be a spill disaster for Elvira here. And he leaves the shop and heads off to form a posse. Well, I hope they're able to gather enough men to confront these Confederates if they, if they are up to no good, because it... It just seems awful suspicious that they would go from one town right to another and claim to be lost. That would be a purpose behind it. So do you all do anything? Well, I guess about all we can do is sit and wait, see if you can gather enough men to confront these guys if necessary. We'll keep an eye on things and wait for the transports to arrive. Okay, so, yeah, so um, the marshal and the deputy are able to uh, get together a... A decent posse. It's it is about thirty people. Um, they kind of they don't necessarily line up, but they take up like defensible positions at the edge of town, up on balconies, inside of buildings, um, behind barrels. They have rifles and revolvers. Um, one of them wheels out a Gatling gun. Apparently, Elvira had one of those on hand in case of an emergency, and they're just set up ready for when these transports come. And come they do. You see uh, the dust clouds getting bigger and bigger in horizon until you can start making out the transports themselves. And they're just coming barreling towards town full speed. These things are hauling. Well, Marshal, here they are. I hope they're not up to no good because we'd have a devil of a time trying to fight that many men. Plus, with all the firepower they have in there. He just kind of nods. He's just watching the transports come. He's got uh, his revolver at the ready. Not that it'll probably be much good at this range or against armor, but it's all he has, really. Um, the transports are, are a uh, 
few hundred yards off, and they are approaching fast. Is there anything you want to do before they arrive? Nope. Okay. They do come closer and closer from yards to just a few hundred feet. Well, from hundreds of yards to a few hundred feet. And uh, one of the uh, one of the posse men kind of loses his nerve and he starts firing his rifle at it. And the spurs on everyone else to start shooting. And there's just all these volleys of bullets coming from the houses. The gapping gun is spinning up and it's firing. And you can just hear the red chase coming out of these things. And then in the loud thundering uh, squeaking clatter, these transporters come right in between everyone down the street. And the streets are wide. They're meant for uh, wagons to be able to come through and turn around in. Um, but even then, it's still kind of close to these big old transports. And uh, one of them kind of veers a little, and it hits the saloon and takes the supports out the front, and the balcony collapses. And they're just driving just crazy through town, trying to make their way through at full speed. And they've blown past all of the uh, all the posse members with their defenses, and have gone deeper into town. Well, you got a great posse there, Marshal. I uh, I think we uh, have kind of decided decided for them what their motives are in coming to town. Might not have been possible before, but they will be now. He just goes, all right, boys, let's chase after them. We gotta either drop them out of town or stop them. And you can see that a bunch of them are just now just booking it. Some are getting to horses, some are just running as fast as they can, trying to find some way to cut them off, block them, stop them, something. Um, but the transports are just barreling along, like they're going faster than a horse can right now. Do y'all do anything? Well, Marshall, I don't know what their response is gonna be. It's not gonna be pretty if they decide to retaliate against us shooting at them. Uh, I guess we just follow them on our horses. Okay, yeah, so following the posse, you can see the obvious trail of where the transport, and not only from their large stepped wheels, but also from a bit of wreckage where they bumped into building the uh, occasional abandoned wagon out in the road and stuff. And, um, yeah, um, it leads all the way to the edge of town where um, the transports um, go a bit of a ways out, probably about 500 feet, and then they quickly turn. They both split off, one to the right, one to the left, and stop. And you can see the cannon slots open on the sides. And like an old pirate ship, you see the front cannons stick out of them. So yeah, it looks like um, y'all are in for some trouble. What do you do, seeing these cannons ready to fire? Well, you did it now, Marshal. You're... Your men might have just got your whole town blown up. You might want to try talking to a Marshal and see what their intentions are. And hope they don't blow your whole town off the map. Three cannons from each transport fires, and it hits in the um, ground, probably a good 200 yard or 200 feet away from uh, the posse. And um, it makes these big blasts where they hit the ground and cannons come rolling, bouncing off the ground, or the cannonballs, rather. One goes down the street in the uh, in the town, one uh, misses the town entirely. You're kind of like at the uh, northeastern edge now, and um, one sinks itself into a rock, another in a hill. One just um, does some kind of superficial damage to a building, but uh, the posse comes to a halt as uh, the cannon fire hits the ground. And then um, after a few moments of uh, concerned silence and ear ringing, the cannons and slots come back into the transports, the slots close, and the transports roll off to the north. I think, uh, I think they're letting us know that they aren't playing. Yeah, they, uh, they could have done a lot more damage than that if they had wanted. They could have leveled this whole town. What do y'all do? <laughs> well, I guess they'll get me a sarsaparilla. Sorry, my brain's starting to turn to mush. I'm really tired. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, Marshall, I don't know if you want to follow these guys anymore. They've made it abundantly clear they could take us all out in a couple shots. Well, I would warn the surrounding towns, but we were trying to get a message out earlier, and it seems the telegraph is down. Yeah, they were out in the last town we were in, too. Somebody cut the lines all around this area, so no coincidence there, Marshal. Well, it definitely seems like they're up to some kind of trouble. We're going to have to find way, some way to either stop them or get contact out, maybe to the Union. Maybe they have troops out in the fort nearby. That might be our only hope of stopping them. 
Could be. I could go see what uh, what influence I can have. I I don't know if they'll want to listen to me or not, but I can let them know what's going on. I'm sure they'd be interested in a couple of Confederate troop carriers running around shooting at towns. All right. Well, if, if you would do that, I would thank you, sir. All right. We'll head that way. And I know Clementine and I and our poor animals have had a had a rough day. I don't know if we can manage to get the next town before these troop carriers do. I, I don't know any shortcuts to those towns. Okay. So is there anything you'll want to do before we should probably call the session here? I've assessed Brilly. <laughs> okay, Duke has assessed Brilly. Is there anything Clem wants to do, Anna? Uh, I think all she wants is a good rest before they head out again. Okay. Yeah, for your help, you're not charged for the Sasperilla or for a basic room to stay. So, yeah, the marshal goes about trying to organize groups of people to help repair what damage has been to town. They're assessing just what has been damaged, and y'all have a Sasperilla and arrests. And thus endeth the session. Your players for this session have been Timothy and Adriana, and Matthew has been your host and GM. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs>